Hello, welcome to the uh, second episode of the Stronghold Podcast. Yeah, we're still working on that title. We're gonna get something better locked down here soon. Um, we're here today with Sam. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what it do? <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Sam, tell us a little bit about yourself. Should of course, yeah. Um, so I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, born at the Great Good Sam Hospital, just down the street from us. Uh, grew up in Westchester, went to Royal Mont Academy, and then the Great St. Gertrude for a year and a half. You went to Royal Mont? Yeah. I know so many people that went to Royal Mont. Who do you know from my class? No one, probably. Who do you know from your class? Uh, also no one. I know people younger than me, and that's about ah. it. Well, yes, I was one of the uh, one of the first people to ever go to Royal Mont. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went there before they even had a high school. I was gonna say. Uh, and then I went to St. Gertrude a little later because my family was going to move to Madeira. We ended up moving to Vermont, segueing into that. Uh, Montpelier, Vermont, uh, great, great capital. The only state capital without a McDonald's, fun fact. Interesting. Uh, that's because of their socialist views, because it's Vermont. Okay, yeah, Bernie they, Sanders, you know. Mm-hmm, because they believe that if you have a franchise there, you should own the franchise, and McDonald's isn't good enough ownership for the people of Montpelier. So that's the only, fair. The only like fast food in the city limits is Subway. Interesting. There's okay. a Dunkin' Donuts on the outskirts, but if you know New England, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I moved to Sydney, Ohio in the seventh grade. I uh, went to Holy Angels Catholic School, and then the great Layman Catholic High School uh, after that. Some other uh, famous alums from that? Some other famous alums would be Father Ethan, our great pastor. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really it. Uh, It's a small high school. My graduating class was 50. Um, Knew pretty much everyone. No, that's not true. I did know everyone. (laughs) All right. So give us a rundown of, like, what household is like for you. Like, what... Everything like morning prayer and things like that. Household is a non-stop fun fest party. Um, waking up, going to morning prayer, you know, just praying with the dudes. It's a great time. Um, Except for when Brendan forgets how to play a song. Everyone forgot the song. Yeah, okay. I totally blanked on how it went. I was just like, oh, I don't know the tune of this one at all. Look, I can't play guitar, so I'm never going to joke. That's not true. Joe's was pretty rough. But... Yeah. Don't want to call it Joe. I love you. But he's learning. He's, he's yes. pretty new to guitar. He started learning at the start of quarantine, so you know. At least he doesn't play uh, he doesn't play free fallen every night. Yeah. But um, yeah, so then uh, morning prayer, then after, me and Brendan usually do a nice little workout. Um, I feel that's like that's been pretty good because you know, quarantine wasn't the best for my dieting or exercise oh, habits. Um, after that, you know, uh, maybe take a take a mini nap with the roommate in the different beds, different beds. Uh, and then, uh, then we start with classes. Um, those aren't relevant to the, the stronghold, but you know, after classes, you know, probably hang out downstairs, learn what Paul's up to. Um, Always a great conversation with Paul. Paul's, yeah, yesterday I got to watch him shoot a squirrel. Yeah. That was pretty exciting. Um, and then, you know, we get into later nights, you know, either we've got dinner or we eat dinner together, just less structured, uh, which is always a good time. And then after that, probably hop on some, some games with you yeah. uh, or just, you know, knock out some work. But that's generally a day in the life of Sam. Sounds like a pretty solid day. Uh, so it was your birthday recently, right? It like, was my birthday recently, ago? yes. Yeah. The big 2-1. Big old 2-1. So how was that? Tell us a little bit about your uh, trip up to the cabin and all that stuff, hanging out with some of the people down here. Yeah, so for my 21st birthday, um, you know, due to coronavirus and other stuff like that, I wanted to still celebrate with a lot of my, my business friends and some of my high school friends. Uh, so we went down to a, a cabin down in uh, Kentucky on Lake Cumberland. 
Um, you know, got to go out on like a boat, got to go uh, tubing, got to watch Jake and Donnie get lost on a jet ski for two hours. Um, Wait, you didn't tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's its own whole thing. We'll talk about that later. Okay. But uh, yeah, so it was just really nice to feel like relaxed, not have to worry about like getting in trouble for having more than 10 people, which we actually only had 10 people, which was pretty nice. Nice. Um, but you know it's just a nice relaxing time getting to hang out with friends uh, and then came back on Sunday got to hang out with the stronghold guys uh, you know watch some football which if you know me that's all I really want out of a birthday yep speaking of uh, football that's a great segue into uh, so your your sports fandom is a, is a little odd for growing up in Cincinnati you know most people are Bengals fans who day uh, you know little rough start to our season but that's Kind of a, what do you mean, little rough start? That's it was a little rough. We lost by three, and then we because lost. Your kicker pulled his leg. <laughs> yeah, you know it's not great. He he didn't miss any kicks on uh on Thursday. He there was no pressure on Thursday. But uh, speaking of good kickers, tell us a little bit about your team. Who, like who my that team, is. the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, you guys have one of the best kickers in the league. Mason Crosby's okay. I won't say he's amazing. He doesn't have top. Tw- I don't even think he has top twenty field goal percentage, but he's consistent enough. He's hit the he had a great game winner against the Cowboys like five years ago. It was beautiful. Yep. Um, but I've yeah. always liked him for fantasy football. Mm-hmm. That's that. But yeah, uh, I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. For those who don't know, um, it really started when I moved to Vermont, which is in New England, and I really didn't want to be a Patriots fan, and no does. really couldn't be a Bengals fan. Uh, so I decided to be a Packers fan because I like cheese. Um, I really like everything I learned about Aaron Rodgers. I really liked him a lot. Uh, I liked the way he played. Uh, and so I decided to root for the Green Bay Packers. And then a year later, they won the Super Bowl. And that was kind of like, all right, yeah, this seems good. affirmation for you. Yeah, it was sort of like putting like, the wax seal on and then the press down, just sort of sealing it like, all right, yeah, this is my team. Um, on top of that, you're uh, well. You're starting to root a little more for the uh, Denver Nuggets in basketball. Yes, because Jamal Murray is an absolute beast. Um, All right. And uh, who's who's your Eastern Conference team? You mentioned this. I would love to see a Heat Nuggets finals. I think that'd be very exciting. Jimmy Butler has always been underrated, in my opinion. Tyler Hero is a stone cold killer. With he the is basketball. also yeah. He's he's kind of going off. It's pretty crazy, but. Did you hear about uh, last night's game? Apparently, Lakers kind of choked it against the Nuggets. Well, apparently, Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray just hit a deep three to the ice. It. I still, I've been looking for that clip, and I haven't been able to find it's it. It's on the ESPN app is where I watched it. Okay, I'll try and find it after this. But uh, yeah, basketball has been very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the Lakers win uh, this game, put them up three one, and then the the Nuggets complete the three one trifecta. That'd be pretty fantastic. It like I if I was a Lakers fan I'd I'd be rooting for them to throw this game so it's two two and that way you can miss out yeah that way don't give them the don't give them the three one <laughs> because literally they're gonna go all right we've been here twice this year we know what we're doing <laughs> against arguably better teams I I mean the Jazz the Clippers played so bad the Clippers did play really bad and like as much as you like the Jazz it's really just like Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell and uh, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is not the same level as the other duos they're playing. No, not at all. But I do love Donovan Mitchell a lot. I I think he's one of my he's probably my favorite player in the NBA. I think he's just he's a great guy too. Yeah. Also, Spider Man's my favorite superhero. 
He likes Spider-Man a lot, too. Oh, does he? I totally didn't notice that his entire Instagram is based around Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yep. Uh, hydrate or die. Of course. Um, so, you also mentioned uh, playing video games. So, tell us a little bit, bit about your, uh, your video game experience. Uh, my history of video games. Yes. Um, yes. So, uh, when I was little, we had... Uh, I don't even remember. It was a Scooby-Doo themed video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was my first video game, and then my my father actually owned a PlayStation One that we would play as well with just some Crash Bandicoot uh, and some other games. Spyro? Were you a Spyro kid? We did have Spyro, yes. I love Spyro. Uh, and then the first like video game I really got into was the Wii. Like a lot of kids my age. Yep. Um, I still am undefeated at Wii Sports Resort air uh, dogfighting. I have never lost. Uh, that is a challenge. That's, so, I mean, I've never, we didn't own Wii Sports Resort, we just had regular Wii Sports, so, yeah. Although, I will say my favorite Wii Sports Resort game is basketball. Basketball is both one of the most fun and the most frustrating video games it's so I've ever played. Defense is so much fun, because, like, just getting a good steal is just so satisfying. The noise when you steal is one of the most frustrating sounds ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Wii got really big into that, and then like my first actually technically game console would be uh, an Xbox 360, which ours was R2D2. Nice. It was very nice. Every time you would open and close it, it would make it like an R2D2 noise. Um, nice. So the first like shooter video game I ever got into would be Battlefield 4. Still probably one of my fa- still probably my favorite shooter game of all time. It's uh, a good one. It's definitely up there for a lot of people. Uh, and then I also played uh, Arkham City, again, one of the best video games of all time. Uh, and then, uh, I think with that, we also played uh, Minecraft. Uh, me and my brother did a lot. Good old Xbox um, 360 Minecraft. That's yeah, sinking just hours and hours into that. It's a great port of the game, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's surprisingly fun on console. Yeah. it's, it's I think it's like a, a completely different game, though. Oh, like yeah. How yeah. you play it. But... That was just so much fun. And then, like, the first console I ever, like, really bought myself was my PS4, which I still play today. Uh, I still got, I got Battlefield 4 over for that. Uh, and then my favorite video game of all time, Watch Dogs, was one of the first video... It was, it's the only game I've ever pre-ordered. Uh, and, like, well, it might not be the best game. There's a lot of bugs. There's a lot of issues with it. It's not as hyped as the E3 uh, trailer. Uh, I still, like, I still love the heart of the game itself and just the character of it. Um, but yeah, and then recently during quarantine, played a lot of Warzone with you. Oh yeah, I think that really developed our friendship there. Oh definitely, we we popped off sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocket League's another big game I've been playing a lot for the past few years. Uh, and then you know Fall Guys. Uh, you know Fall I don't Guys like, kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, Fall Guys out of nowhere. Uh, and like I don't play it alone. I enjoy playing it with other people because just watching other people. Strong. We haven't watched anyone win. We only watched one person win. Yeah, it was me. And that was that was, and that was great. the night we were celebrating your birthday down here, which is pretty fantastic. Which was great, <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's more of like a party game. And then actually, um, I forgot completely forgot, but I also own a Nintendo Switch just for one game, uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, probably. So how did you get good at Super Smash Bros.? So freshman year, me and my ro- my roommate had a Switch. I didn't own one at the time, uh, and uh, he had the game, and we would have Smash Sundays. We would invite people over and just play spe- big Smash tournaments. Uh, and so because of that, I was like, well, you know, I, like, I was already pretty good. I played it on the Wii. I played uh, Brawl, which in the Smash community is 
not the highest rated game, but uh, it was what I played. I played that a lot. That's what I first learned. That's mm-hmm. that's probably one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, Ultimate it, is pretty good. It's yeah. like obviously the best. Ultimate is the much more technical, and then Melee, yeah. even though it's earlier than Brawl, is still more technical than Brawl yeah. is. Brawl was just that was just the fun yeah. one. I think. Brawl is a great one to start you off with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Ultimate, uh, I really got motivated to get better, um, to like be able to win more tournaments, and so like I would just. Like, if I was bored freshman year, I would just go through the character list, uh, playing and making sure I could win as every character, because uh, understanding every character is really the biggest way to win. That way you know what you're playing up against and what you can play as. Yeah, that makes sense. Sounds like a solid strategy, you know, consistently going up against some of the best characters in the game and being able to beat, like, a level 9 bot. With every character. means you can beat, like... Most most players, most people, <laughs> most players that go, oh yeah, I played that a few times. I bet I can beat you. And then you go, all right, you pick a character. I'm gonna go random, and it's just the biggest flex you can do. I've never ever been that confident in my Super Smash Bros. ability. There are people that are. There are that's people, bold of them. There are people that really go like, oh yeah, I made Pikachu. I can do that, and then they just get stomped, and it's so funny. That's yeah. I mean, I mean Rob, so like. Rob is a great character. Rob's fantastic. I think he's underrated a lot. One of the best recoveries in the game. Uh, That's he, the only reason I use him. He has, like, a, he has a deflect. He's got great aerials. He's a little a, slower, but... But his over B is just spin to win mm-hmm. all the way. It's a classic strategy. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us a little bit about our movie nice. Ah, uh, yes, Mr. Nicolas Cage. Yep. Uh, so that really started with me just being super bored when I first moved into Stronghold, uh, the Stronghold. Uh, because I was one of like the first few people here. Uh, it was me, uh, my roommate Ryan, um, and then I think that was really it in the beginning. Because like Carl was still here, but that was. But he wasn't here that much. Yeah, he was, he was moving out. Yeah. Um, so I just just like I had like ran through all my usual stuff to do when I was here. Got my room all organized. And I was like, oh, like I want to do something. And then I believe you have moved in by the time I started, but. I had moved some stuff yeah. down, yeah. Because you didn't even catch the first movie. The first no. movie was Next, which I still think you should watch because it's hilarious. Um, but basically, we I decided to do a Nicolas Cage marathon that is still going on. Uh, we slowed down a bit just because, you know, life happens. You get busy. but And you get tired of watching the same movie a hundred times. I don't know what you're talking about. Every movie is its own beautiful masterpiece. Okay, every Nick Cage character is its own beautiful masterpiece. The movies themselves, though, that is very are very similar. We still have National two, Treasure. Two Rapture movies Yeah. that we've watched so far. Two yeah. movies where the Rapture happens, which, like, I don't know if people listening know, like, what the Rapture is. I'm assuming most of you do, but to give a quick rundown, essentially it's the idea that when the world ends... Like, God will come down and... Or God will take the people that, like, have made it into heaven and then, like, wipe out everyone else, which is a bit intense, if you ask me. So, the fact that Nick Cage has been in two movies where that happens and neither time he was one of the people raptured, which is just a bad... No. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Okay. He's, he's not... He gets left behind in both ones. To be honest, just like the movie Left Behind. To be honest, <laughs> one of them is significantly better than the other. Oh one. yes, uh, definitely recommend the movie. Knowing it, it was, uh, it blew our minds. We were we were literally on our feet, questioning everything that was happening. Yeah, and it is an experience I would not trade for the world. It starts out as a really solid horror movie, and then ends as just this mind-boggling religious experience. 
It's not even religious. They're aliens. No, they're straight. They are straight up just aliens. It's a sci-fi experience. So yeah, the movie Knowing, um, recommend it. But the yep. first movie we watched was Next, uh, and the premise of it is exactly like a stereotypical Nick Cage premise. The premise is Nick Cage is a Vegas magician who can see into the future, but only two minutes into the future. Yeah, that's doesn't totally make sense. And it's not a helpful superpower. Uh, I don't want to spoil the ending, but the ending is just like, did M. Night Shyamalan drop this? <laughs> uh, and then the ending also is supposed to set up a sequel. There is no sequel, unfortunately. They'll um, make one eventually. Uh, you just didn't see the movie. But um, there's been two bad movies we've really watched. There was one where he was an ambulance driver that I don't even want to talk about because it's just not a fun movie. Yeah. And then G-Force. Where he's not even really in that one as much. He's the villain. He's the villain who only shows up at the very start, dies halfway through, quote-unquote, and then comes back from the dead. Yeah, we're going to spoil this because it's a terrible movie and you, you should not watch it. Also, it ruined the Black Eyed Peas. There's still some okay songs, but... There's like one okay song. Outside of that, I cannot listen to them anymore. Nick Cage is unrecognizable in his role, but it is him. Yeah, he we plays like a triple checked. You can't really... It's, like, hard to hear that he's a mole, but... He does this great, like, nose thing with yeah. his voice. And it's, it's pretty impressive. It is. Um, he's very versatile. Definitely one of his worst movies. Uh, and then his other animated role that we've watched, definitely his best movie by, by far. Just one of the best movies ever. Yes. Uh, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. There's so many, like, facts and interesting things about that movie, too. That the animation like, style is just how they, like, adjusted the animation throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like it does so many like jaw dropping, breathtaking things with like animation, animation styles, yeah. how you change the frame rate throughout the film. They went from, you know, going at like what was it, I think thirty to like one twenty mm-hmm. throughout the movie. And then uh, they change what characters are at frame rates as well. Yeah. It's just very it's very impressive visually. It's like amazing to see the animation style. Behind behind the scenes of that movie is probably one of the favorite one of my favorite like mm-hmm. behind the scenes of Anything I've ever watched. Also, the cast. The cast is fantastic too. Herschel Ali, um, great actor. Haley Seinfeld is uh, Spider Gwen. John Mulaney. It has Chris Pine in it. It has Oscar Isaac in it. Yep. And then uh, it also has uh, who's the guy from New Girl? I can never remember his name. He plays Nick Miller in New Girl. Yeah. You know, if you've seen New Girl, you know who it is. If you've seen Spider Man in the Spider Verse, you know who it is. But. Um, you should be able to find him pretty quickly. Um, yeah, great movie. Definitely recommend that one. Um, so uh, you're a big business boy, right? I am. Tell us a little bit about your major, you know, what classes you're in, that sort of stuff. Uh, yes. So for business, I am uh, privileged to be in the Circle of Excellence uh, Honors Program for the Linder College of Business. Uh, I was accepted into it before I even uh, enrolled at UC. Um, so I'm very privileged to be a part of that. I'm a pace leader for them, uh, which a pace leader for those who have never been in Linder is basically a TA for first year Linder students. Um, and so I get to do that for my honors program, which is really great, uh, cause I get to do it for, um, smart kids who know what they're doing and are very try hard, which is really great when you have to control them because they care so much about grades. Um, as Brendan can attest, being a new business student, there are some people who fit the, uh, the stereotype. Oh, for sure. But um, there's also a lot of people who don't, and that's what honors is for, and that's what a lot of transfer students are for. 
Uh, yeah. You're welcome for that shout out. But uh, yeah, so uh, my major is marketing with minors in sales and management. Uh, my major has always been marketing since I enrolled. Uh, I added management minor uh, my second year here, uh, my second semester here at UC. Um, purely because with sales, I let, uh, a lot of people move up the ranks, and this is an easier way to help me move up the ranks. Um, besides just getting experience, and be besides good being at my Jim job. Halpert, yes, um, I have often been compared to Jim Halpert by a lot of people. It seems um, valid. Purely because of my my wit, yeah. um, the fact that I make great face reactions when people say stupid things. This is true. Um, That's why living with you and Ben at the same time is fantastic. Yes, because I never let Ben get away with anything. <laughs> do I any of us? <laughs> Paul and Luke do a little Paul, bit. Paul, yeah. Everyone's on my all side with Ben. Because sometimes he does have a point. Sometimes he does have a point, but very often he makes it in the wrong way. Yeah. That's why I love living with Ben. That's not the only reason. Ben's also just a great guy to know. There's another reason. No. I love Ben. <laughs> There's more reasons? What? Sorry, this isn't a making fun of Ben podcast. Yet. Not yet. It will eventually devolve into that like everything does but yeah uh, I've been compared to Jim Halpert a lot I also sometimes uh, feel like Michael Scott um, I'm not the biggest fan of HR people who is? It's HR people uh, not even HR people no not HR people don't even like HR people it's very true um, if you ever get into the business world especially right now um, HR people just kind of the worst yeah uh, no offense to any HR people listeners um, but Come on, you know. Be more like Holly, less like Toby. Who's the other H? There was like a third HR person, wasn't there? No. Wait. There was the one in the volleyball episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To- yeah. That's just literally Toby 2. There's also the one that David Wallace complains about. Yeah, well. no, that's the same guy. It's the yeah. same guy? Yeah. Oh. It's the corporate HR guy who's just the worst. <laughs> the worst. Oh, but... Uh, yeah, I don't remember his name. I accept the Jim Halper comparison a lot. It's the result I get on the, the quizzes I take. Um, That's fair. I, too, have had a crush on someone who doesn't like me back. We haven't hit season three yet, but, you know, we're going for it. It's, uh, that's my name in our, uh, in our house chat is Jim Halpert season nine. That house chat name is so confusing. I saw like the Ryan Anakin say something, and it's not actually Ryan. It's not Ryan Anakin, and it really throws me off. Because I, I completely missed when everyone changed their names, so I just saw a message from season nine Jim Halpert, and then season eight Jim Halpert, and I was like, "What am I? What?" <laughs> yeah. Um, the Jim the Jim Halpert name for myself has its own personal meaning. It has more to do with where he is, like physically. Throws in Philly, huh? Yeah, that's when he's moving to Philly Jim. Philly Jim. Because uh, it was Jim Halpert season three, because, you know, I was temporarily just at the houses, but now it's season nine where it's more permanent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just vibing, vibing at the houses. Yeah, I honestly really enjoyed when he was actually not in Scranton. I like really liked when he was with just uh, Karen and Andy. I, I didn't like Andy as much back then, but yeah. Um, what, what city is that? Connecticut? Stanford. Stanford. Yeah, Stanford Jim. They Stanford Jim was pretty hilarious. And they played Call of Duty in the office. And he's just so bad. I mean, if you've never played, yeah. You go from never but playing like, to playing on PC. I guess, yeah. As a PC player, I guess it's a little bit of getting thrown right into the deep end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really funny. My dad hates playing, like, dual analog games. So, like, he hates playing Call of Duty on console. But I really want to get him to try Call of Duty on PC. Because I wonder if he, he might just, like, pop off and just, for some reason, be really good. 
but I'll try that eventually. Probably record that because that'd be fun. But yeah, um, the other Jim Halpert comparison I get a lot is because of my Halloween costume last year when I went as Golden Face from ah. Threat Level Midnight. A classic. Can you put like a picture for a title of the podcast? Because you should put the picture of me as Golden Face. Yes, yeah, I'll just put uh, on the on the poster for this episode. We'll put you as Golden Face. But yeah, I went as uh, so that costume. I probably will never top that. Um, it was me in gold face gold. paint, um, black suit, gold tie. I had a gold airsoft gun, which was super cheap. Bought that off of Amazon for like twelve dollars, uh, and then like the orange tip fell off. Oh, so no. it looked it it was technically an Ely. It was Ely. It looked bad. So like yeah. I uh, I didn't bring it to a lot of places. Um, yeah. I only I didn't bring it to the the party here, um, because I figured like that's probably a bad idea. Uh, I, now in retrospect, now you should have you would have been fine with it. But like I brought it to my friends my friends party and it did pretty well. I also had a hockey puck which went if you, again. If you've seen Threat Level Midnight, it is now a standalone movie on YouTube. I know it's I I like it a lot. You can watch it all the way through. Mm-hmm. It's like twelve minutes, twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. But they make it a full twenty. I think it's a full 20, yeah. I think they made it a full 20, yeah. But, yeah, fun behind-the-scenes thing of that. Um, so I wore the gold face paint twice. Both times it took me, like, uh, two, like, 30-minute showers to get it all off. Otherwise, I looked like I had jaundice. Because I'm just, my face was yellow. Um, but, yeah, uh, probably my best Halloween costume ever. Uh, I really considered going as Michael Scott with a George Foreman grill burn on my foot. Uh, and then just carrying around our George Foreman grill around, but uh, I just I just don't want to do two office things back to back. I want to mix it up. I might take that idea from you because uh, that sounds like a very low effort costume. Yeah, you just need bubble wrap, and sweatpants, crutches, and our George Foreman grill. Yeah, and, and I'm pretty shirt. sure I have crutches at home. I definitely have a blue dress shirt. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna go with that costume because I don't like like going all out on costumes. Yeah, you literally just get to sit down, prop your foot up. And that's where I fall into the other Jim Halpert cat- category of, like, not liking Halloween. Like, I love the the celebration of Halloween. It's a very fun holiday. I personally don't like dressing up, though. I usually go with a pretty low-effort costume. Uh, in high school, my freshman year costume was an M&M, and I just put an M on my shirt. Yeah, that's... That's about the equivalent of three hole punch gym. Sophomore year, I went as um, so I had a I'm not I'm not gonna say the name I'm gonna say the name at the end but I went I had a gift tag, and it said, from God to women. So I was God's gift to women sophomore okay. year. That works. Yeah. It was it was great because again I just got to wear normal clothes. Yeah. I just had one thing attached. Those are always the best. I went as a uh, I went as a gamer one year. I literally just brought a headset and an Xbox controller and wore a hoodie and sweatpants. It was fantastic. Uh, and then junior and senior year, I went with the same costume because I got lazy. Uh, but I went to, again, went to Lehman Catholic High School, so we had a school uniform. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just wore a big prison jumpsuit and just said I was wearing a school uniform the entire time. Yikes. Which uh, people thought was hilarious. Yeah, that would... And then for senior year, I did change it up a bit. I took the sleeves off of it and then had a, I have a fake tattoo sleeve. Uh, so I wore that. And like, much like my jeans, people... From people honestly thought it was real for a second. <laughs> they thought I like drew on my arm like a full just sleeve. Like, oh my gosh, that's so good. And then I just took it off. And I'm like, oh. Oh, disappointed. I wore it once during a tennis match too, and I guarantee they were so terrified. They were just like, oh no. Arm sleeve and tattoos and tennis. 
Yeah, it's like it's like going up in again in high school basketball against the college recruit who already has like all sorts of tattoos and stuff. You know, you're just gonna get murdered by that kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I also did play tennis in high school. I'll talk about that a little bit as well because it is one of my few things I still do from uh, high school. Uh, I enjoy playing tennis a lot. Uh, I did smack Ben in tennis. I'll talk about that. Uh, I won three zero right handed, three zero left handed, and then three zero again. Right handed or left handed the second time? Both. I played um, also Japanese ping pong style for a few points. Interesting. Uh, which I can do. It's not as consistent as my left or right hand, but um, yes, I can play tennis left handed. I developed the skill senior year because I started developing uh, elbow troubles, which I still do have. Um, but I was worried that if my, my right arm got too bad, I would not be able to play, so I started playing left-handed just in case. Uh, not so I could compete on the same level, but just so I could finish out the year. Yeah. Um, I was still a varsity-level athlete at Lehman, uh, left-handed as well, um, just because uh, even though the, the mechanics don't translate exactly, the mental game still does, and knowing where to put the ball, where the ball's going, uh, all of those with my four years of experience were really handy too. Um, and fun fact, Layman's tennis team is one of like three sports at Layman that actually had a varsity and a JV. Really? Yeah, men's soccer did not. Men's soccer, if you played, you were varsity. Interesting. Um, and then uh, football was one of the other, was the only other. Football, baseball, and tennis were the only men's sports and what basketball where, with JVs. But okay. soccer, track and field, swim, um, golf, all of those, like you were, you were varsity if you played. Uh, so tennis was one of the few ones that wasn't like that. Um, and that was so my freshman year. I was JV. Honestly, one of the most fun years ever because we were just messing around. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I still play a lot. Uh, if anyone thinks they're good, love to play. Uh, this isn't a challenge like Smash. This is simply I enjoy uh, getting sharper, getting better. Uh, I haven't played anyone on my level in a while. So I'd love to play sometime. See, I'm never going to take you up on that because I'm awful at tennis. I tried it one time. Would you and have lessons? <laughs> maybe. People have tried to teach me before. I was always told that, like, knowing how to throw a disc, like, translates somewhat well because it's a similar motion. No. I don't know. No. That's what someone no. said to me, and I was like, that doesn't That's seem right. That's a stupid idea. Yeah. Here's the thing. Think about how I am as a teacher. It'll be a fun time. That's true. You are, you are a pretty good teacher. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure if... Ben said if he gets smacked by his coworkers sometime, he won't like lessons as well. So if you'd like to be with him, yeah, be a good time because it'll just be me yelling at Ben. That's true. I wouldn't have to worry about anything as long as I do slightly better than Ben. You're not gonna do that. Ben's decent. That's true. Ben already knows. For not playing in high school, he's pretty decent. He, I think he took a lesson or something. Yeah. Yeah, I did not. Tennis was never really my sport. But it's not something that interested me that much. But you might progress better. I might. That's true. It's all learning. But yeah, if anyone ever wants tennis lessons as well, hit me up. Uh, it's a very fun game. I think it's a really good game to play because you can play it for a long time until you're old. Yeah. Um, Unless you develop tennis elbow. Well, then you just play with your other arm. That's true. I played with a guy one time uh, who, like, he lost part of his hand in an accident. So he switched to being left-handed. Really? And, like, he was very good because he was, like, 50 years old and he lost his hand when he was, like, 20. So he still had oh. 30 years playing left-handed. Yeah, okay, that's fair. But, yeah, so... That'll get you pretty good with your left hand. And, like, the past few times I've played, I always switched to left-handed for some points just for fun. So, like, even though I'm not strictly playing left-handed, I still make sure I'm developing my left-hand game mm-hmm. as well. No matter what. Seems like a good strategy. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about your family. 
Um, yes, my great family. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my father, Mr. Michael Ritzy, uh, he's uh, from Cincinnati. He went to CCD, Cincinnati Country Day, for those who don't know. I actually know someone who went there, too. Mm-hmm. He's one of my best friends. He goes up to he goes up to UD now. Ah, yes. Good guy. Um, but yeah, my father was from CCD. My mother went to uh, Loveland. Um, so yes, again, very big Cincinnati roots. Great Thomas um, Shot, another another famous alum from Loveland. Uh, love Thomas. What a but uh, yeah, I'm the oldest of three kids. I have a youngerish brother. Uh, he's a year and a half younger than me, but he's a grade below me. Uh, his name is Joe. He goes to Carnegie Mellon. He studies math and physics. So he's the smart one. Yeah, he's the nerd one. It's the preferred term. That's fair. That's a that's a fair argument. My I guess. street skill smarts are much better than his. That his, is also fair. His book smarts are much better than mine. So the perfect trade off. Yes, and then uh, our younger sister Lucy is a sophomore in high school now. Uh, she just got her license, which is terrifying. Um, also, um, getting older, I do want to clarify this. I am completely horrified by the fact that 16-year-olds can drive. Yeah. It's honestly horrifying. I was horrified at 16 that 16-year-olds can drive. And the fact that people want 16-year-olds to be able to vote is also horrifying to me. Yeah, a little bit. Because I'm like, no, take away some of their rights. Don't let them drive. Don't give them more stuff. Did you see the thing, like, in Georgia, because of coronavirus, they were just, like, giving out licenses? Oh, no. Like, they, like, they had to, like, they just had to go in, prove that they were them, and, like, just have, like, have a parent say, yeah, they can drive. I would never, ever go to Georgia again. Give Georgia, like, two or three years. When they learn that when that they was a terrible that idea. horrible <laughs> and terrifying. But, uh, yeah, so she's a sophomore. Um, right now, her two college considerations are the great uh, College of Cincinnati and then uh, North Carolina because she likes their colors. Interesting, but Those she's are, she's a sophomore in high school, so that's yeah, that's, that's you don't need to have any better reasons than that right now. No, not not right now. It's better than the people who are like, oh, I'm going to Ohio State. No, no questions asked. No, like you should ask questions. You should, you should look and see. Definitely look. Nothing against Ohio State as a school. I think they have great programs. Yeah. Um, they have a great business school. They have. They're huge. They have a lot of resources. Um, but I Their do think you football should. Football team is hacking the system by only playing eight games. Yeah, you know, it sucks not playing games in September. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, it doesn't, because we play in September. Hey, let's go. But, uh, yeah, so um, I'd say I'm pretty close. I'm closer with my sister now. I used to be a lot closer with my brother, um, but um, just being that close in grade level, uh, there was some friction there. But, uh, you know, I I love both of them. Uh, And then also, more importantly, on the important side of my family, we have three dogs. Yes, I've been fortunate enough to meet those dogs, yes. and they're adorable. Yes, the oldest one is Mitzi. Her full name is Mitzi Bitsy Ritzy. Um, she is a, uh, I believe she is now a eight, uh, almost nine-year-old yellow lab. Uh, we got her when we first moved to Sydney. Um, she's a little chunkier, a little chunkier. But who doesn't love chunky dogs? Yes, uh, actually, fun story. Mitzi has a lot of fun stories, uh, more than the other two. But she once licked a power outlet. Oh, uh, one of the floor ones uh, in our living room, and then she refused to enter the living room for like a solid week, which I understand. Yeah, that's that would be a bit of a shock. Yeah, luckily it was her, not the other two, because she has enough insulation on her to be okay and recover from it. Yeah. The other two are pretty skinny or very hairy, so it, it would be bad or smell bad. Yeah. Um, she also cut her tail on a mirror one time, 
uh, and like wasn't really affected by it, so she just kept wagging it, and just it just kept spraying blood. I was gonna say, was <laughs> and like it was horrifying. <laughs> but so walking through your house she, is just she was fine. She everywhere. was just like, hey, what's up, guys? Why are you freaking out? What's going on? <laughs> what's happening? So she has a little bit stubbier tail from that. Um, but so how did that happen? So um, in my uh, my aunt's house, there was this cabinet with mirrors, and the bottom mirror had been broken. So she like got close to it, and then Yikes. she. Used to have a big waggy tail, and now she doesn't. No, she does not. Yeah. Um, but I would do it. Yeah. Um, she also one time uh, broke her shoulder, um, and then when we took her into surgery, they shaved her hip on accident. Luckily, they didn't operate on her hip. Um, but she, she when she came spots? when she came back, she had two bald spots, a big shoulder scar from her surgery, and a cone of shame. And it's one of the saddest things you've ever seen. I'm <laughs> just sort of like looking back and just like, what? What is happening? What? what? <laughs> Um, yes, but that's Mitzi. Uh, the second one is Watson. Um, we got her from a from the pound because uh, she was left in the, the Sydney McDonald's dumpster, which is even sadder than a normal McDonald's dumpster because it's yeah. Sydney. Uh, also, it, Sydney it was at the time the busiest McDonald's in the state. You mentioned that. Yeah, but um, yeah, so that's Watson. Uh, I was there when we got her. She rode back on my lap. I'd say um, me and she's probably the closest dog, even though I love all of them. Uh, she is a boxer, but she doesn't have a lot of wrinkles, so she looks like a pit bull. Okay. She's, the vet says she's pure boxer, but she has a nice flat head, uh, which is really cute. Um, uh, and yeah, she when she was little, uh, like we had, she has a longer tail, which is not normal for boxers. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it broke because they they're breaking a lot of parts. Um, so she originally had like a question mark. Interesting. Originally, so we called her the Riddler. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so that's that's Watson. Um, she killed a big raccoon the other day, actually. That's fun. Uh, she's like Paul. Yeah, she's the one that like fights animals the most. Um, so also like Paul. Yeah. Yes. Um, so like she killed a groundhog once. It was a big groundhog. It was a big groundhog. Uh, she's almost got. She did get a squirrel one time. But nice. you know, as a dog, is your proudest proudest moment. Oh yeah, that's that's the crowning accomplishment. You go and tell all your dog friends, be like, hey guys, you know those squirrels. Yeah, I got one. Chasing squirrels, I never know what I'm gonna do if I catch it. Oh yes, I do. I'm going to kill it. That's Paul. Yeah, that, that is also Paul. Yeah, and then uh, the third dog, she's newer. We got her uh, on Christmas of this year. Uh, her name is Esther. Uh, she is a brown lab doodle. Um, she gets very hairy. So she sometimes looks like Chewbacca. That's her Halloween costume this year. Is uh, Watson's gonna be Han Solo and she's gonna be Chewbacca. That seems very fitting. And then Mitzi's gonna be Jabba the Hutt because she's she's a little That's bigger. fantastic. Um, but yeah, she, um, she already has a lot of character. Um, she likes going upstairs and pooping on my dad's laundry baskets, clean laundry baskets. Every time it's a clean laundry basket, never a dirty one. That's so unfortunate. And then she also, um, uh, feuds with my sister. Um, my mom likes to make the joke that both of them are jealous of the other one getting her attention. (laughs) Um, so she'll chew up Lucy's stuff and then Lucy will just yell at her and it's just a fun dynamic. Yeah. watch because it's a 16 year it's a at the time when i was there 15 year old girl feuding with a less than a year old dog yeah and both of them being hilarious that sounds pretty exciting it's like the uh what's the meme of the the guy yelling at his like dalmatian or something and then like they're yelling in dog and the guy makes the point and the dog just goes oh oh <laughs> Um, yeah, but I, I love dogs. I've always grown up with dogs. Uh, I'm allergic to dogs and cats, but I've been around dogs so much that I've just built up. and Outgrown it? I've outgrown my own allergy to dogs. 
Uh, it still affects me, like, if it's, like, a super hairy dog and, like, there's a bunch of, like, dander from it. Who should have Luke do the same with peanuts? Just... I feel like that's different because he's ingesting it. I'm not eating dog. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's I don't, fair. Honestly, I don't, I, don't know if it would, I don't know if eating dog would be a part of it, but it's just, like, I think it's just the dander. I feel like you don't want to find out. I don't want to find out because I love dogs. Yeah. One of my biggest... That's- my biggest goal when I graduate college is to like have a job where I can still like get a dog pretty quick and raise it. Yeah. Um, that's why work from home. I'm honestly like, that's fine. Like if I can work from home some days a week, I can get a dog, and then that way I can like be there for it when you first get it because that's the most important time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm a big dog guy. Uh, again, I don't hate cats. I like cats enough, but I can't be around them a lot. So I just like, I didn't want to get attached to cats because like that is just really sad. Yeah, because you can't pet him or anything. Yeah. So was it you or Ben who got really affected because we had... I got here? really affected because That's right. uh, they kept it downstairs in the prayer room, and I went down there to pray one time, yeah. and like, I get a decade into a rosary, and I'm like, why am I dying? I can't breathe anymore. Why am I Why am I dying? Why do my eyes feel like I'm closing up? Am I just like unholy? And then like, I'm like, we'll go up, come upstairs, uh, and uh, Ryan and Scott were here, I'm like, hey, where are you keeping that cat? I'm like, oh, down the prayer room. I'm like, ah. That's, that's the issue. Um, Can I, you go in the Ford's basement yet? Or is that still... I walked through there. Okay. Um, I think that's Ben that can't, like, straight up can't go into the Ford basement because it's so, like... Catty? Catty. Yeah, they kept the cat down there, too. Um, I don't know. Having been in the Ford basement, I don't think I'd want to spend that much time down there, if I'm being honest. It's... Once you get to, like, the like built up part it's pretty cool but like the walk to you're there, taller than me how do you like it down there oh no i hate going down the basement like i hate going down the steps but like once you get down there it's not bad they've got they've got a nicer projector setup than we do right now right now right now right we're we're developing we're under development so similar to the title of this podcast we're still under development with the uh with the basement screening room it's almost there it's almost there. We're getting there. We had a we had our little dance party the other night with Max coming over. I was so sad I wasn't here for that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We'll he'll probably bring it back over at some point. I'll talk with him tonight. I'm gonna see him tonight. Okay, nice. Yeah, it'd be fun to have him come over again. It's a cool setup. Um, you guys probably know Max at this point. He's been coming around to a little bit of stuff. He's in grad school here. Um, cool guy. Apparently. Well, not apparently. He's he's a very good DJ. We learned that recently. He brought I it haven't learned yet. I would love to hear it. Yes, Sam has yet to experience it, but he was teaching me a little bit. It's pretty cool. Um, it, mostly, you just have to know, like, understand rhythm, and once you understand that, like, you can get there pretty easily. But what if I ain't got rhythm? If you ain't got rhythm, then you ain't got rhythm, and you would not do as well. You know that quote's from, right? Yes, I know exactly what that quote's from. I picked it up instantly. Okay, good. You dare question my knowledge of Phineas and Ferb? No, I love Phineas and Ferb. It's such a great show. I think it's an underrated show. Yeah, absolutely. It's my top three. It's that, The Office, and Community, which you have yet to watch, right? I have not watched Community. My top three would be Psych, The Office, and I don't know. There's a lot of shows that like I can put into a slot there. Uh, I really liked Arrows season one and Arrow season one and two. I could fit Psych into my top three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely top five material. There was a Facebook uh, poll. There was like a Facebook tournament of like best TV shows ever, and Psych uh, got to the finals. Nice. And then lost to The Office. <laughs> okay, that's reasonable though, because The Office just had bigger yeah. popularity. The, I, I think The Office has better rewatch, uh, rewatchability. Um, yeah. 
so like with Psych, I'll give it like three years before I go back and rewatch it. That's fair. Um, which is why Peacock releasing the second movie was great. If you haven't, if you're a Psych fan and you have not watched Psych the movie too, watch it. It's on Peacock. It's free. Or if you've never seen Psych, watch the entire show. First. It's on Peacock. It's free. It's a fantastic show. It's also on Amazon Prime, I believe. I believe it still is. Yeah, I yeah. think end of the year is when a lot of the deals are ending yeah. going fully to Peacock. Um, which is also why you should do it now because when they get the office exclusive rights, I don't know if it'll They'll be free anymore. Probably make it paid or have commercials. There are commercials. Yeah, that's true. But which, they're not—they're not too bad. They're kind of funny. Ad blocker. Simple solution. I don't know if it'll do what Hulu does, where it just shows a blank screen for thirty seconds, which is kind of frustrating. Um, but it's better than hearing the same ad over and over again. Yeah, yeah but. Yeah, so Scythe, one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, I watched it with my mom when I was little, and then like I finished watching it kind of by myself with like the last season. Um, yep. It's, I think it's just a great show. Uh, yeah. It's it's a, yeah, it's a, a humor show, but like it's not all comedy. There's a lot of detective work. Um, it's really cool to see like, um, how someone like because I think it does a pretty good job of depicting someone with like a hyperactive like yeah. A very That's good um, hyper. What's the what's the term? Hyper. De- it's not hyper detective because that just sounds very cliche. It's like um, it's like hypersensitive or something. Hyper alert. Hyper observant. Hyper observant. Yeah. That's the word. Um, but yeah, great show. Um, the Office. And I don't even need to talk about it. No, everyone. Uh, yeah, Arrow. I really liked uh, seasons one and two because like Arrow season one was like the first season of a superhero show like pretty much ever. Yeah. It was going, like it's it was before a lot of any of the like the Marvel stuff came out was Arrow season one. It's it's a good show. I've only watched a little bit of it, but yeah. Season one was great because it's like it's a great origin story. It's like it's Green Arrow, so it's a different superhero yeah. than people are used to too. It's not like watching Batman's origin story again. Although that one is. He's very similar to Batman in that show. He is, but he's very similar to Batman in the comics as well, because he's a he's a rich billionaire who who doesn't like, have superpowers. Yeah, who doesn't have superpowers and um, developed I'm his not, own. Not going to talk about that point actually. Yeah, but but it's in the comics. He is a little goofier. Yeah, he falls a little more into the Flash camp of things. But I think they knew they couldn't do that to start with. Yeah. Because people wouldn't have taken it seriously. And it Then they used the flash to yeah. sort of lighten everything up, which yeah. I, I watched that one more and that's a fantastic mm-hmm. show. Um yeah. Uh Arrow is very much a CW show. It's got all like the drama and stuff. And the terrible special effects. That one didn't Arrows isn't bad because it's very dark. That's true. Right? It's, it's very just... dark and it's very realistic. It's very well grounded. The fighting is not bad in Arrow. No. Flash is the um in season rough. one. Have you ever seen like the hallway scene when he's storming a compound? I think so. It's it it's very reminiscent of like uh, Daredevil. Daredevil. Daredevil Daredevil's hall. Daredevil's hallway scene is much better because that's one of the best fight scenes. When he used the ever. door and yeah. did you have you ever heard the behind the scenes for that scene? No. Um. So like the actor goes in and starts it, and then when he goes through a door, the stunt actor comes out. And oh. continues it, and then he goes back through another door, and then the real... It's all one take still. That's so the cool. the real actor comes back out. I love those one take things. Those mm-hmm. are so cool to me. Mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot of like behind-the-scenes stuff and like stunts and CGI stuff uh, on YouTube recently. and like It's so fascinating. It's cool stuff to watch. It's just interesting to like hear about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think 
we're uh, coming up on time here. So, uh, any any closing remarks? Um, you looking forward to men's night this Friday? Well, this this will be out after that, but I mean, it's it's capture the flag. Um, I'm unsure of how it's gonna be with being in Burnett Woods. Yeah, it'll be exciting for sure. Exciting is a word. <laughs> Scary is also a word that may come into effect. Um, actually, I'll end with my my first time in Burnett Woods story. Uh, so it was my second day of college ever. Oh. Um, my first day of college was rough because I had lost my debit card. So I'm like, oh, well, I have to do free things for a little bit until I get a new one. That's really rough, yeah. So, uh, so I'd go disc golfing in Burnett Woods uh, because I'm a big disc golfer. I've disc golfed across the, across the U.S. Um, but uh, Burnett Woods is by far the worst disc golf course I have ever played on in my life. That's totally reasonable. It is. It's pretty terrible. It is unmarked. You like have no idea where you're going. The tees are just like a wood post. Uh, and like on hole eight, there was just a shirtless man just standing there shaking the hole. Oh. And like as soon as we got within like 50 yards, he like snapped his head around and stared at us. And then we, as soon as we backed up a step, he just went back. And then we took a step forward, he looked back. Like just this like imaginary That's... line. And like, all right, well, we're just going to, you know, we're going to take a drop on this hole. That's fun. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know it was that bad. Like, I knew it was not the best, but, like, that's, like, terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I believe UC's uh, campus is very safe compared to what people think about Clifton. Oh, yeah. Uh, as long as you're smart and you're, like, not just walking alone at, like, middle of the night, pretty good. There's a bubble around campus yeah. for sure. Yeah. That ends at, like... Ends at... Burnett Woods. Um, ends at Burnett Woods on that side, and then, like, Short Vine, mm-hmm. and then goes around to, like, Calhoun. Yeah, it's important to be smart, but yeah. I believe it's a lot better than people think. The weirdest, though, is Kroger past 9, uh, 9 p.m. Oh, I have a great Kroger past 9 p.m. story, too. Let's hear it. We've still got time. All right, so it was, uh, it was Thanksgiving, uh, freshman year. Um, so I lived in Morgan's Hall, so I could stay there through like breaks and stuff. Um, and like I had kitchen and other stuff like that. So um, I celebrated Thanksgiving with my family in uh, Milford. And then I decided, like, well, you know, I either can drive two hours back to Sydney and then somehow, like, because I didn't have a car on campus freshman year. So I would either have to go home and then find a way back, or I could just go back to campus. So I just went back to campus, and then uh, my other friend who was there, um, because his family was like traveling and he wasn't able to because of classes, he, me and him were like, all right, let's go to Kroger, get some food, like whip, some, whip us up some like midnight snacks. Um, so we go in, we go to Kroger, we get done shopping, we come out, and this guy comes up to us, and he's like, uh, hey guys, uh, so I just lost six grand at the casino, um, so I'm looking to unload some Adderall to kind of make some money back. Uh, you guys know anyone who would, who would be wanting to buy them, or you want any? And we're really looking we're like, man, it's, it's Thanksgiving break. No one's on campus. <laughs> and he's like, oh, all right, all right. Uh, you see, you guys don't want any? And we're like, no, we're, we're okay. We'll pass. And he's like, all right, happy Thanksgiving, guys. You have a good, you have a good day. <laughs> That's the thing. Whenever someone has tried to sell me drugs in Clifton, it's always just them being super nice. Always, like, wishing me to have a nice day. I feel like drug dealers are underrated nice people. Customer service is very important, and they know yeah. that. they got to have that customer loyalty or else mm-hmm. they lose a lot of money. I, uh, so I worked in Oakley at a diner and it was an interesting experience, especially the, the later shifts. Cause there were guys who came in, had about three phones 
and just wads of cash. And it's like, oh, cool. You're a drug dealer. That's fun. Maybe they're a bookie. They might have also been a bookie. Most of them seem more like still a drug illegal, but but not, you're not harming people directly. Uh, you're giving people the opportunity to harm themselves, just like a drug dealer is. More financially, though, less physically, I guess. I don't know. It's gambling is both are both are questionable. Don't be either is the point. Yeah, don't don't do anything illegal. Just be a good person. Did you did you ask him what his line of work was? No, no, because it was like Sorry. nine different guys. Oh. There were so many. Oh. It's, I mean, it's... Um, That's not a bookie then. Madisonville and uh, Oakley, like right on the line of... Or, yeah, mm. right on the line of the two, which both are d- decent areas. There are nice parts to both, but they can be a little rough at times. So, you know, we just tend to just be super nice, you know, I've... I've learned, you know, being homeschooled, you're naturally nice to people, but then, like, you see someone, like, come up, and they, like, are clearly of a particular line of work, and so you're, like, extra nice to them, because, you know, you don't have the same experience that someone who went to, like, a legit school did, where they tell you how to deal with people like that, so you're just like, I'm just going to be extra nice, I'm not going to ask any questions, other than, what would you like, how are you paying for this? Do you want me to pay for this? Do you want me to pay for this? I will take it directly out of my own paycheck. Please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. Have a nice day. Um, so yeah, that's that's my experience of drug dealers. It's a great time. Yeah. The other one was my, my first weekend of college. I went out to a Waffle House with my friend um, because everyone else was going out to big parties. And we're like, eh, you know, we're from we're from small lane and we're, we're just going to go to Waffle House because that's what we did. Yep. Uh, this is our... We've... This, at the end of this year, if we make it to Waffle House for New Year's, it'll be our fourth Waffle House New Year's in a row. It's uh, pretty I'm, I'm a big fan of Waffle House. If you've never seen my sleeves, shoes, or mug. Yeah. But, so we get, display. we get there, um, and for the record, I'm wearing golf shorts and a Hollister shirt. So don't blame the guy at all, but he comes up and he's like, hey man, you got any drugs? And I'm like, no, I can see where you're coming from, but no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't have any. He's like, you want to buy some? And I'm like... Hey, playing both sides. Respect. Business. <laughs> that's business. that's some business right there. Like, hey, supply and demand. All right, you don't have a supply? Here's some demand. But uh, I said no, obviously. Um, don't do drugs. Uh, but it was just like, again, said said no. I was like, all right, you have a great day, man. Just like, just oh, cool, okay. Just, yeah, he was really super, super nice. Just chilling outside the Waffle House. Yeah. Attempting to buy or sell drugs. I mean, that's, uh, that's what the ticket scalpers do. You want to sell your tickets? You want to buy tickets? It's very true. But like, like, play both sides. You always come out on top. Like, those people are already, like, ticket scalpers are pretty shady already. Oh, yeah. And then someone doing that with drugs, like, no, sir, I'm going to go to the source. I'm not going to go to you. I like locally <laughs> For my drugs locally sourced? Thank you. I guarantee those people like that. I guarantee. Oh, for sure. They're, they're weed hipsters, definitely. I only like locally sourced bud, please. That's definitely my... I have some cousins that live in Colorado, and uh, they're... Uh, they partake in that. Obviously, it's legal out there, but still, you know, it's not not great. But I can see them being those kind of people. Mm-hmm. They only like it from a particular source or particular strain. I mean, yeah, everybody loves their branding, no matter what it is. Yeah. Milk, 2% or whole. Is there really a difference? Eh. eh. Tit for tat. Whole's a little, a little thicker. When you, when you grow up drinking only 2%, switching to whole is a little bit of a step. It's not like a huge step. It's not like stepping all the way down to skim. <coughs> Luke. 
Not to Luke call likes it. skim milk. Luke likes skim milk. All right, we gotta end on that because I have to go. I have to go have a talk with him. Yeah, we we we're gonna go talk to Luke about his uh, horrible life decision about it's the only thing worse milk. than lying. <laughs> it's literally the only thing worse than lying. Because it's milk. It's water that's lying about being milk. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on, Sam. Of course. Uh, I have plenty more stories, um, so I'm guessing I'll be back. Yeah, and if you see Sam around at a Catholic Bearcat night or um, men's night or anything. After we usually go to nine PM mass at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm typically wearing a V neck or a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, it's about a fifty fifty between the two. Yeah. Or um any any Bearcats games. He's a big Bearcat boy. I am. I'm a big BBB. BBB? Big baller brand. Um but yeah. Alright. Thanks for stopping by.